Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Over 5 million people play football in the USA and here to bring it to you in the raw, uncut, unadulterated is the undisputed number one sports show in Atlanta and abroad. 100 yards of football live from headquarters. It's more than a game, more than a show. It's where football blends culture, economics, and society. Tap in, tune in, and lock in to 100 yards of football now. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information, from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Here on 100 Yards of Football, today, an exploration of history taking you deep down. For those who are into research, Vincent Turner dissects it all. Today, he takes on a fullback from Los Angeles, California. A six foot three, also 202 pounds out of Oceanside, California, who was a 14th rounder in the 1955 draft of the NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, Vincent Turner takes us to Southern California for Mr. C.R. Roberts right here on 100 Yards of Football. Buckle down. If you liked the video this morning, please come in and share it. I surely appreciate it here at 100 Yards Football. Thank you again to Mr. Mark Bass for bringing me up. Outstanding introduction. Also to my producer, Mr. Logan Landers, that's making it happen for me this early morning here in the Metro Atlanta area in my hometown of Douglasville, Georgia. C.R. Roberts, running back, Southern California. I'm going to be honest with you. When God is in the plan, it's nothing can defeat that plan. Over the past year, if you've been following 100 Yards Football, you know I've really been giving a lot of love and flowers to the great players from the HBCU, the Tennessee States, the Gramlings, etc., and some great players from the Power Five conferences. But I would say today, C.R. Roberts has probably impacted my life more than any other football player playing a great game of college football ever in my 62 years of life. And before I get into what he did on September the 22nd, 
1956 in Austin, Texas. I'm going to just tell you how God is in his plan. See, me growing up as a young man in Memphis, Tennessee in the 60s and 70s, Southern football was really not at a high level because they wouldn't allow the African-American athletes to play in states such as Texas, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, et cetera, Arkansas. Let me throw them in there, the school I attended. But the one thing in the 60s and 70s, I loved the USC football program. I loved it. I can remember, as I tell the story all the time in 1967, O.J. Simpson making that hell of a 64-yard run against UCLA. The prompt USC to win that game 21 to 20. USC went on and won the national championship. And that's when I fell in love with that program. Then I followed that program all the way from September the 12th, 1970. When that SC program came down to Birmingham, they said that game changed everything as far as segregation in college football. We all know about that. Sam the Bam Cunningham went for 135 yards in that game. Jimmy Jones on that team. Then the 70s, that 72 team, team, Richard Batman Wood, Rob McNeil, Anthony Davis, Mike Ray, J.K. McKay, Pat Hayden, Hayden, true sophomores. 33 players drafted in the NFL. I fell in love with the SC program. Even to the day I went to school as a true freshman at the University of Arkansas in 1978, I was following that SC program. Then the late 70s, we all know Ronnie Lott, Marcus Allen, Anthony Munoz, Paul McDonald, Charles White. And then that Trojan football history, the tailback position. Mike Garrett, Don Bruford, Ron McNeil, Anthony Davis, Ricky Bell, Charles White, Marcus Allen, Lendale White, and Reggie Bush. But make no bones. You know the guy that set the tone and set the foundation. And he really didn't play that SC I tailback. Let me throw OJ something now. It was C.R. Roberts. He was the fullback. And why God is in this plan. Now, when you start looking up the information about these great men and great players, it's got down that C.R. Roberts was born in Los Angeles, California, and attended high school at Oceanside and San Diego, the same high school as Junior Sale. But his birthplace, February 24th, 1936, was in Tupelo, Mississippi, which is about 50 miles from my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. And I tell you all the time to all y'all listeners, if something in the water in Mississippi, Mr. Roberts and his family stayed in Tupelo until he was 10 years old and they moved out to San Diego. His father and uncle were guys that worked on the railroad and they left the South because of the Jim Crow laws and the racism. And Mr. Roberts, as I did my research, was telling stories about growing up in Mississippi as a young boy and things he saw. 
and it brought chill bumps because my mother, Inez Turner, used to tell me the same thing. But make no bones. The water in Mississippi, they make people strong and they make people different. It's something about that life back then. That's why when you see C.R. Roberts, and I talk about that water in Mississippi, I talk about one of the greatest actors, Morgan Freeman. I talk about one of the greatest actors, James Earl Jones. I talk about the greatest football player, pound for pound in the National Football League, Jerry Rice. I talk about Steve McNair, Sweetness Walter Payton, Archie Manning, Brent Farr. And my parents, Inez and Chester Turner. Mr. Roberts was born on February the 24th, 1936. Get with me here now. When I say God is in his plan, and why I researched this great football player out of USC, my mother was born on February the 24th, 1939. And my dad was born on February the 26th, 1937. He's one year behind C.R. Roberts. Mr. Roberts is still living. He's 86 years old. My father's 85. Chester Turner. And my mother's 83. And he's from, he grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi until he was 10 years old. Family moved out to Oceanside, California. And when he left high school, he was the most prolific football player in the state of California. Scored 31 touchdowns his senior year and accumulated 187 points. And went to the same high school with his jersey retired as Junior Seau, the late great Junior Seau. But see, what he did on that night, September 22nd, 1956, set the tone for all the great football players that played the tailback position in college football. And what he did from a segregation standpoint, he set the tone, not on the football field, but what's going on in America at the time. See, I don't want to offend nobody this morning. I'm not trying to start nothing racial, but I'm just putting it out there. September 22nd, 1956, was one year removed from 1955. The Emmett Till situation in Mississippi and the Rosie Parks situation in Montgomery, Alabama. If you're any history person, you know what I'm talking about. But that night in September, C.R. Roberts was becoming the first black football player along with two other teammates to play a football game in the state of Texas, which was against the Jim Crow laws. And the heat that came behind that. First game of the year. And Texas had a million dollar quarterback named Joe Clemens that was on the front cover of a lot of publications as far as college football. And it was playing that game in Austin, Texas, a Memorial Stadium before a sellout crowd. And what was... Another significant point about that night was that Leon Holland out of San Antonio, Texas, became one of the first African-American students to attend in the history of school at the University of Texas. It was special that night. 
but leading up to the game. The USC administration, even head coach Jesse Hill at the time, didn't even want to play the game. They wanted to cancel because all the death threats, the bad mail they see our Robinson was, was receiving. And it was serious at the time. When we talk about 1956. But coming into that 1956 college football season, a lot of people thought SC was going to cancel that game. So all eyes was all, all the other great players that was playing in that 56 year. Jim Brown at Syracuse. John Brody at Stanford. Tommy McDonald at Oklahoma. Johnny Majors at Tennessee. Paul Horning at Notre Dame. And Bob Wilkerson was doing his thing up there in Norman, Oklahoma, because Oklahoma was on that crazy 47-game winning streak. They had previously won the national championship in 55, and it's going to win it again in 56. So all eyes was on college football of those gentlemen. And there was another African-American tailback by the name of Jimmy Brown, who I just mentioned a few seconds ago. You know how his career went the Duddy Does and Cleveland Browns. That was talking about that African-American running back. But he played in Syracuse, up north. But getting back to the game, the state of Texas was really fighting it, baby. But C.R. Roberts took a stand. He said, you know what? Regardless if I have to put my life on the line, I know what I'm going against. I was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. One of the most powerful segregated states in the world, in history. But I'm going to play this football game. And I'm going to play it with pride. My 6'3", 225-pound frame. And you know what? C.R. Roberts went both ways that evening. And he wasn't even the best player with a highlighted player on the team. The tailback was John Arnett, who had previously was a first-team All-American in 55. And then C.R. Roberts played linebacker. And leading up to that game, SC left L.A. They went down to Austin. The game was Saturday night, so they flew in, I believe, on Friday. And they had to go to three different hotels because they were denied. And finally, the Texas administration said, hey, we got to bite in because you know what? C.R. Roberts, along with two other black athletes on the SC team, was bagged by head coach Jess Hill and that whole football team. that all players were white. And they said, we're not going to go nowhere and see our robbers can't stay at this hotel. But what I took from that, there was so much death threats, so much coming down when he was in town in Austin at that time. But the African-American community, and I don't know how many people living in Austin from the African-American community, but they said it was thousands came to the hotel and stood by C.R. Roberts. And they was ready to do their thing. 
with clubs, with backs. They were going to protect this young man by way of Tupelo, Mississippi, San Diego, California, Oceanside High School. He was going to play that football. And I remember as I did my research work and I was watching a video that Mr. Roberts did on YouTube and he was describing that night coming into Austin. He said it was hot, a hundred degrees, but the place was packed with orange and it was electric. You could feel the buzz in the air. And all he heard was them cat calls. You know what I'm saying? The N-word. I'm going to kill you. And he thought about one thing. He's saying it's hard. It was like Samson. When Samson rolled us on the hill. But in back of his mind, he said, I know that it could be a sniper in the stands. But he said for that particular night, that one football game, he said he knew he was going to be uncontrollable, unstoppable. Whatever he done, the game kicked off. Texas had first possession. C.R. Roberts started at linebacker. Second play of the game, he hit Texas quarterback, or either I think they have back, and leveled him. And all of a sudden, the cat calls and just see a feel for his life and took him out of the game and never put him back on defense. But Mr. Roberts said, hey, it was going to be his duty. Regardless, he was going to bring that smoke, that wood. He was knocking chin straps off that night at the linebacker position. But just Hill took him out of the game because he feared for his life. And the thing that stuck out to me in that first series when I was doing my research, all the Texas players were spitting on him, wouldn't shake his hand. But that's all right. Go back on offense. Now, granted, I told you the best player at the time in the USC backfield was John Arnett, who was an All-American in 1955. But some reason, head coach Jesse Hill said, we're going to run CR that night. And the performance he put on, it was brilliant. It was sensational. It was amazing. It was dazzling. It was like Samson again. Mr. Roberts, 12 carries, 251 yards, runs of 73, 50 and 80 yards for touchdowns. Broke a USC single game rushing record that stayed for, that stood for 20 years. And you know what? The crowd in Texas, they had to submit because they had not seen nothing like that. That explosion from 6'3", 225 pounds. One more time, Mr. Roberts, 12 carries, 251 yards. All 
in the first half. Never carried the ball after halftime. USC went on to run that football game 40-20. The state of Texas changed. College football was put on notice in the South. So they want to talk about that game September the 12th. 1970, SC and Alabama, John McKay and Bill Bryant. Uh-uh. It changed that night. An African football player, a young man who was born in Tupelo, Mississippi, living in San Diego, California, going to SC, proved at a Power 5 school that the African-American athlete can be special too. And when I think about C.R. Roberts, I think about my childhood growing up in the South and all these players, they put their life on the line to make a stand of being the first. Lester McClain and Kevin Mallon, Jackie Walker, the first black players at the University of Tennessee, James Reed, a running back, the first black player at Ole Miss. Nate Norting and Greg Plage, the first black players at the University of Kentucky. Jerry Levias, the first black player at SMU. John Richardson, the first black player at Arkansas. I think about all those gentlemen as I speak to you right now here on one of the yards of football. But that gentleman right there, he set the tone. And then... I look at the game now, and I look at all these great running backs that came through the National Football League, from all these schools, from the SWAC to the Power Five. I even think about the USC tradition. As I said, Mike Garrett, O.J. Simpson, Charles White, Ricky Bell, Marcus Allen again, Sam the Bam, Cunningham, Ron McNeil, Malford Moore, Reggie Bush, Lindale White. I think about he set the foundation for them. But also he set the foundation for all the great running backs that's played this game, that's African-Americans. When you look at the NFL today, Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Joe Mixon, you think about all those great running backs. Todd Gurley, Eric Dickerson, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Emmett Smith, Jim Brown, Leroy Kelly, Eric Dickerson, Earl Campbell, Billy Sims, Herschel Walker, Garrison Hurst. For some reason, Jamal Lewis, all those running backs come in my mind when I think about C.R. Roberts. In the history books, don't nobody even mention him and what he did that night in Texas. Read between the lines, he put his life on the line. Read between the lines, he knew what he was going up against. But nobody mentioned him. They mentioned the game September 12, 1970. But can you imagine 
come off the year in 1955 with Emmett Till in Mississippi and Rosie Parks in Montgomery, Alabama. What he did for football, college, and professional. A God. A great God. And to make things so unbelievable, he had 251 yards that game. Later on that year, USC went on probation, a situation that went down with John Arnett, the star tailback accepting improper benefits. SC ended up 6-2-2. Two two. But what was so great that year is that Paul Horning won the Heisman Trophy on a losing Notre Dame team that went 2-8, and eight, and he had only 420 yards rushing that year. Johnny Majors, out of the University of Tennessee, was running up, ended up with 491 yards rushing. C.R. Roberts, then starred, but I think three games that year, played fullback, blocked for allegedly one of the best tailbacks in the country, had 775 yards rushing from the fullback position. He was nowhere to be found on that All-American team in 1956. They had Alex Karras, Iowa, Jack Pardee, Texas A&M, John Brody, Stanford, Johnny Majors, Tennessee, Jim Brown, Syracuse, Tommy McDonald, Oklahoma. He was nowhere to be found. But that game right there really changed the course. If you go through the history books of where college football started for the African-Americans playing at a Power Five conference. In a times that was very, very electric from a racial standpoint, the Jim Crow laws going through the South. But this young man right here, he set the foundation. And trust me, I love this game of football. From professional to college, I've been having the honor to go to one of the best schools in the country, the University of Arkansas. I'm going to take that to my grave. I've seen some great college football players, especially at the tailback position. I saw Eric Dickerson as a senior at the University of Arkansas go for 200-something yards in Fayetteville. I saw him up close and personal. I saw Walter Umacrombie, another great running back at Baylor that was an African-American. But you know what? When you look at Barry Sanders, what he did in National Football League, and Emmett Smith becoming the all-time NFL leading rusher, and Walter Payton with his exploits down in Columbia, Mississippi, going to Jackson State, then to the Chicago Bears, my father's favorite team. I'm sorry. For my top of the list, when you talk about that skill set that night, and you talk about a gentleman even after that, really didn't get his chance at SC, but still became a team player. His skill level, competitiveness, A+. Plus. The vision, A+. Plus. Power, A+. Plus. You could pull it up on YouTube. Go back and look at that Texas game. It was like a man among boys. The looseness and the breakaway speed. The Olympic speed. Jesse Owens' speed and the football intelligence, the FBI. C.R. Roberts had it all. 
And if he was given a more better chance after that Texas game, we not we might not be talking about Jim Brown. We not might be talking about Barry Sanders. We might not be talking about Emmett Smith. I'm sorry, you might not be talking about Walter Payton. But you know what I love about C.R. Roberts? Most of all, when he put on that performance, he was very humble, very gracious. And said, you know what? I did what I had to do. And I hope everybody else can follow me. And as the former AD Mike Garrett stated, C.R. Roberts set the foundation for what went on at USC at the tailback position, but also throughout the country, throughout history. I know that might be an opportunity that I never meet C.R. Roberts. I hope I do one day if he still can stay around for me and I get out to Los Angeles, and it's going to happen. I'm going to take a trip to L.A. or wherever he's at in San Diego, and I'm going to find out if he's still living there. I'm going to go shake his hand. Thank you for making me realize what an impact you have done. See, I talk about the HBCUs and the SWAC teams that didn't get their love. But I got to admit, even as a six-year-old going to Tennessee State football games up there in Nashville, Tennessee, all the great players that came through, HBCUs, Tank Younger, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Steve McNair, Buck Buchanan, Willie Nair, Mel Blunt, Aeneas Williams. I can name a list, but I got to be real with you today. I got to put C.R. Roberts before, but above everybody. And you want to know why? He did it at a Power Five school in 1956 and made an impact. That's when I finish these shows today here on one of the guys football. I'm going to go outside my house here in Douglasville, Georgia. I'm going to look up to the sky and say, thank you, Lord, for letting me research this great human being, that great God. Look at him. Even in his 80s, he still looked good at 6'3", 225. The musician, the king, the God who set the tone. And when I think about football from here on out, I'm going to think about C.R. Roberts, what he did that night, September the 22nd, 1956. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time, this show is presented by Bet Online. If you like the video today, please come in and share it here on 100 Yards of Football. It's always an honor and a blessing to do these videos I'm having fun. Thank you to the crew of 100 Yards Football who's really done their thing over the last year. It's made me very proud and very special. From the producer, Mr. Logan Landis, to my guy, Jeremiah Daniel Long, to the NFL great, Mr. Bobby Butler, to my man, the voice of all, Mr. Mark Bass. And of course, I wouldn't be here doing this much love. The Brooklyn, New York, my man, co-founder, along with me at 100 Yards Football, Mr. Ronnie Keebler. My final words about C.R. Roberts. See, when I was growing up, 
they had this show to come on in Memphis called Talent Party. And this gentleman out of Augusta, Georgia, by the name of J.B. James Brown, used to make a guest appearance every once in a while. And my mother loved James Brown, Mrs. Inez Turner down there in Memphis, Tennessee. But it was one song that James Brown had. Uh, with your bad self. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. C.R. Roberts, I love you. USC in the house. Y'all be blessed here on 100 Yards of Football. What is your favorite moment from football history? What teams and players are you cheering on? And who will win it all? We want to hear from you, our listeners. Head over to 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch and leave us a comment. We might use your suggestion in an upcoming episode. Tune in daily to the podcast and watch our show live every week. We are 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio on the Believe Podcast Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.